0: People are listening to Castles and Cryptids. <laughs> Welcome. Ooh, you poor people. <laughs> what are you gonna hear about today? Well today's episode is called "You Cursed and we're doing cursed objects and mine's gonna be like cursed paintings in particular. <clears throat> Yeah,
1: and I'm covering cursed, like, dolls and haunted dolls.
0: I mean, there is a shit ton to choose from, really, when it comes to cursed things. The whole museum we were going to go see. Thank you, COVID.
1: Yeah, that's still, like, missing out on
0: that, like, I know it'll still be there, but... The museum in Las Vegas, that is. Yes, yeah. 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 But the... The Tim
1: Burton portion of the Neon Sign Museum will never yeah. be there again. And that's like heartbreaking for me.
0: That's true. So, that was a limited time dealio. Yeah. We were supposed to go to Vegas. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we would
1: have been there. What? We would have been officially halfway through our vacation one year ago.
0: So, oh, cause it's March. It's St. Patty's Day yeah. today. Yeah, we were gonna be there on St. Patty's Day, fucking drinking it up.
1: Yeah, in so, Las
0: Vegas,
1: we were gonna go to an
0: Irish pub. It was good. But you crazy. know what? Now we will be able to go back. Trump won't be even president, so that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be even better. <laughs> All right, Vegas, we're coming at you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this painting is called the Anguished Man? I hadn't. I haven't heard of a lot of haunted paintings. <laughs> no, but
1: I told you I was going to look these up. So you're going to hear typing every time she tells me a name of one of these. So, are you ready? The Anguished Man.
0: The Anguished Man. Yes. And just... according to <clears throat> dreadcentral.com, it's the most haunted painting in the world. Oh, I don't like it. is it is it it
1: looks like a burn victim i don't like it okay i backed out of
0: the google image search okay (laughs) oh yes it's for your listening pleasure it's a head and shoulders of kind of a a screaming face no no hair no real features i mean not unlike maybe the scream the famous painting (laughs) Uh, but I want to say Monet but yeah he, he's screaming, it's just big gaping eye holes, yeah. we'll put a picture on the website, don't you worry there's a gaping mouth <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the broad strokes also kind of like the did I say Monet? Is it Van Gogh? Who does the scream? Ah, oh, Edvard painting. Munch, Munch that's it, I got it, okay Yeah, I really
1: don't like this picture. Holy
0: crap. Oh, my God. It's okay. Sorry, I got a little jumbled here. It is currently owned by a man named Sean Robinson. He apparently inherited it from his grandmother who told him it was cursed. It had been locked away in her attic. Um, so when Sean was given the painting by his grandmother, his wife insisted that it be kept in the cellar, as she wasn't amused at all by the creepy art, nor the story that came along with it. But it seems the anguished man did not want to be relegated to the cellar, and it wasn't long before a flood forced Sean to bring it into the house. Almost as soon as the painting was brought up, Sean claims that life for his family started to get real strange. Uh so also alongside with the Annabelle doll, speaking of, yeah. <laughs> and Dybbuk box, which is also super haunted, the Anguish Man is considered as one of the topmost 10 haunted items in the world. Uh, sorry, that was all from Dread Central as well. So the legend of the, the story is that it had been painting used it had been painted using a mixture of the paint and the artist's own blood. And he apparently committed suicide shortly after painting it. So that gives it a creep factor right there. Whether or not that part's true, hard to say, but gives it that ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah. So Sean was given the painting from his grandmother. But shortly after they acquired the painting, his family started to hear whispering and crying at night. Uh, and then they saw a shadowy figure. But other than that, there wasn't any real activity from it that I could find. Although, having said that, the uh, rights to the story have been bought by La Brea Pictures and they're optioning it into a movie. So we'll see how much they can zhuzh it up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> honestly I it's kind of a shallow dive Uh, that's what I found what else the man that owns it has been named as an executive producer so maybe I'll take the story with a little bit of a grain of salt (laughs) yeah at one point it was supposed to be on like ebay or it had been listed on ebay at one point an article had said but now there it's not at all and he insists that it's locked away not for sale
1: of course not. Because now he's going to make a movie about it and make hopefully a, a couple million,
0: <laughs> and then yeah. he'll try and sell it. <laughs> exactly. That's so I don't know that one. It's gross, though. You're right. It's I, I find it creepy looking. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't would not recommend hanging in. <laughs> bedroom (laughs) oh like but that reminds
1: me the whole like mixing with your blood there was a a tv show I liked it was kind of like um Pawn Stars I can't remember exactly what it was called but it was like an oddities shop I'm pretty sure it was in Vegas um and they actually had an artist that came in Um, to the oddity shop and was looking for like medical equipment because I guess he like pretty much like draws his own blood. And then he uses that like as paint um, solely as paint um,
0: and stuff.
1: Uh, So he ended up purchasing from them. I think it was like, um, either like World War One or World War II, they had like portable blood transfusion kits that um, were supposed to be used on the battlefield. Um, so he ended up buying Look. that. But he ended up showing them like some of his work and stuff. And he used like the aging um, and discoloration of his blood as like shading and stuff. So he would paint like certain stuff, like the earliest part um, so that it would, fade to like the brown-ish on the paper that like blood fades to and then like the newest stuff would show up a bit brighter um so he used like almost looked kind of watercolor-y it was wasn't super pigmented or anything because it fades so much yeah were you a fan I I honestly can't even remember what the paintings or anything looked like I just remember this guy doing but I was obsessed with that show. It had the weirdest
0: stuff ever in that store. like That is kind of nauseating. Was kind of you cool. should have seen my face when you were saying that. <laughs> I was kind of appalled. Yeah, that's kind of... Is it a male artist? Yeah. You said? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're a female, he'd have a lot more natural pigment to work with. Right? Monthly. Sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> just have to, I guess, like, a, buy a Diva cup or something.
0: <laughs> and dip your paintbrush I'm right in my wine. <laughs> Alright, are you ready for the crying boy? The crying boy? Okay, let me Google it. <laughs> Uh, so, 1980s, little time machine. <laughs> yeah, the crying boy is the name of the painting. So, on September 4th, 1985, British tabloid The Sun printed a piece about a mysterious painting that kept showing up unharmed in various house fires. Mm. So, the following is actually just a quote from a Messy Beast article. Yorkshire fireman Peter Hall was quoted as saying that unscathed copies of The Crying Boy were frequently found at the scenes of fires. He and his colleagues were serious enough about this to vow never to allow the painting into their own homes. Peter's own brother and sister-in-law, Ron and May Hall of Swallownest, South Yorkshire, (laughs) take two guesses where that is, (laughs) had ignored this warning. Fire damage. sorry, his kitchen and living room, but the crying boy in the living room wall... This is not right English. But the crying boy in the living room wall was unscathed. The jinxed jinxed painting was destroyed by his family. The blaze was actually caused by a chip pan. The print survived unscathed. The son wrote that an estimated 50,000 crying boy prints, signed G. Bragolin, had been sold around the UK. They were particularly popular in working-class households, the Sun's readership demographic. Sorry, that quote was a little problematic, I apologize. I liked it at the time, I guess. (laughs) So, the the Crying Boy paintings had been mass-produced in the 50s and 60s, and an estimated 50,000 copies had been sold in the UK. There was mostly homes, but even a pizza parlor had uh, suffered a blaze where the painting was untouched in the end. It just wasn't burning. Everything else in these houses was burning, but it was not burning. And this tabloid, for lack of a better word, (laughs) called The Sun in the UK was publishing about it. Oh, okay. The Sun, 21st of October, 1985. The Perillo Pizza Palace, Great Yarmouth, destroyed by fire, but the crying boy was undamaged. Uh, There was a pair of sisters-in-law who both purchased the print, and they had fire soon after they purchased it, one of which burned all the sisters' paintings except for that one painting, the crying boy. And sorry, it's basically just a painting of a boy, like close-up head, young blonde boy tears coming down his face looking kind of sad right like he's looking pretty (laughs) lost but it's it's there's nothing else in it that's all it is it's melancholy but not super creepy I guess I don't know yeah when I tried looking
1: it up a whole bunch of them show up but Mm. it's confusing because I see like two different Articles that have two different paintings that yeah. they're calling the Crying Boy, so I don't know which We're one. Is trying it.
0: to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So one woman, Jane Wyatt, heard of this phenomenon of the Crying Boy painting after this article was published in the Sun about it, and she tried to burn her copy of the Crying Boy, but it wouldn't ignite at all. So she claimed. <laughs> Sorry if I sound skeptical. (laughs) In many cases, uh, there was a simple cause of the fires that had started them. You know, according to the fire brigade, there is dropped cigarettes, a faulty electrical wiring, stuff like that. Yeah. But it was kind of widely ignored in the panic caused by the article. (laughs) So people were quick to blame the painting for any bad misfortune they had. One woman from England claimed shortly after she bought the painting, her son caught his private parts on a hook and she blamed the painting. Okay. I'm not sure how that was the same, but I feel badly because that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does anyone know, if anything about the artist of the crying boy or the painting itself? They were signed Giovanni Bergolin or Bragolin, whatever, but not much was known about him initially. The rumour was that he had painted um, street urchins, quote-unquote, in Italy and Spain. Uh, Eventually, a book of creepy stories called Haunted Liverpool claimed the real artist had been actually found, because they weren't sure if this Giovanni Bragolin was um, just a pseudonym or not. Yeah. So, the school, te- school teacher named George Malloy outed a man named Francois Seville as the artist's real name. Other sources say a man named Bruno Amadio used Giovanni Bragelin as a pseudonym, pseudonym or Francois? I'm not sure, Seville. So, unclear whether Giovanni. Bragolin is a pseudonym for Bruno Amadio or not, but it's probably one of those people. yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many articles, um, and then they all would cite, you know, still still unclear exactly, but likely the signature on the painting is a pseudonym for one of these people. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense They think most likely they think this Bruno Amadio guy. Bruno apparently, story of the origins, goes like Bruno liked painting these street urchins hanging around. One of these little street urchins' name was Don Bonillo. He accidentally caused a fire that consumed his home and actually killed his parents. So this earned him the nickname Diablo. Some say the boy was adopted and abused by the painter. Others say Other articles say that the boy brought him actually good luck until the artist's studio caught fire and he angrily sent the boy away. So did he cause the second fire? You know, yeah. unknown, right? We'll speculate wildly. So <laughs> in the 70s, the boy passed away in a car crash. A fiery car crash, the article said.
1: of course
0: (laughs) very poetic it's
1: it's also Um, in the 70s I'm pretty sure
0: allegedly as they'd say on Letterkenny (laughs) Um, in October of 1985 about a month after the first article the editor Kelvin McKenzie made an announcement send us your crying boys and we'll safely deal with them for you because if I didn't make it clear like once they made the first article there was a lot of people pouring in like saying this you know shit happened to me that it was where all where all those stories were coming from like yeah we had a fire too and our crying boy was untouched and it was lying you know face down on the floor like totally unburned and people were freaking out because of the article
2: yeah
0: um so The editor said, send them in for me. And more than 2,500 paintings poured in. People didn't like the thought that they might be cursed. And lots had their own unique experiences with the crying boy. Um, Oh, sorry. More people writing in. A male stripper's fire-eating act went wrong after he taunted his wife's the crying boy painting. I don't know what that means. Fire-eating act went wrong? It doesn't sound good. No, that's... (laughs) That's like after your sword swallowing act
1: went wrong. Like that invokes a certain image.
0: I mean, yeah, fire eating not safe in the best of times. Yeah. So, a man named Brian Parks destroyed his the crying boy after a fire left his wife and two children in the hospital, and his home was completely razed to the ground. Like the fire was pretty devastating. Um, so now the prints of the picture are coming in pretty hot and heavy to the sun newspaper because they asked for them. They originally had planned to perform some sort of exorcism they thought they might be able to, but now just the sheer volume of them prompted them to kind of change their plans. So they found an open area in the town of Reading in the UK and sent them on fire in a giant bonfire. Yeah. On Halloween night, nineteen
1: eighty five. Yeah, so lean. Yeah, so
0: throw some bras on there. Oh no, wait, not the sixties. <laughs> um after that time, calls about the paintings did slow and eventually stopped. Yeah. About six months after the initial article, reports started to emerge that if you were like nice to the painting, it would be nice to you and bring you good luck instead of any bad luck or fires. Um, so this is the pendulum swinging the other way, or maybe the other side of the coin. There was a man named Bob Cherry from Glasgow, claimed it brought him very good luck. He was having car trouble one day, and when he broke down, he noticed a discarded piece of art leaning against a trash can. Once he put the picture in his car, the car probably started back up again when he had been having trouble getting it started in the first place. He had no problems with the car ever since. And also, quote, within a week of rescuing the crying boy from the dustbin, he had won 20 pounds of bingo, four pounds on the football pools and 11 pounds on a fruit machine. So he was a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't taunt him so- when you're a fire breather, I guess. Which is funny because I think a lot of those dolls, that's what you hear is like, don't be mean to them. It's like this whole don't anger that presence, which I'll maybe joke about here a little bit. But at the same time, I wouldn't dare fucking try and anger those presences. No, No, thank you. So was it cursed? And if so, like for what purpose and by whom? We still don't know. But we do know it would be hard to curse something like that when there was so many different Uh, like it's mass produced there's different prints of it and all this stuff Uh, but there was a comedian slash self proclaimed personal investigator Steve Punt who decided to try and find out for himself he bought his crying boy or brought his crying boy painting to Sir Ralph Harvey a Wiccan high priest Harvey invited a psychic, psychic rather named Annie Mills The minute the two walked into the room with the painting, Annie started shaking uncontrollably and felt an uncomfortable presence. Harry, or Harvey, sorry, believed that it could be exercised still, however. Um, After that, honestly, I couldn't find more about that part of it. But the guy, Steve Punt, the comedian, they have the clip on his show where he tries to burn the painting to kind of debunk it slash whatever. Um, and he did find out that it was very fire retardant and not much burned, even when he set it directly on fire, except for the string that held it. So that caused it to fall over. If you tried to burn it, it caused it to fall over face down, which is how a lot of the paintings were found. So that kind of explained that part of it.
1: Yeah, because I feel like out of everything that's on fire, um... (laughs) in the yeah. in like a, a fire and everything, it's gonna be the walls. It's not really gonna be the floor on fire. It'll be like things on the floor on fire, but the floor <laughs> typically won't go on fire. So if that string is burning and that's all that's holding these pitchers up and the pitcher lands yeah. however way on the ground, there isn't air circulation around it. It's not necessarily
0: gonna burn ever. Like, right, because of the path of air Yeah, flow. because it doesn't yeah. have
1: proper air circulation around the sides.
0: Yeah, and as um, Pat always points out, who was like a demolitions explosives um, expert in the army, It's that's not what they call it, but yeah. <laughs> for shorthand, he's always like, yeah, bombs are like path of least resistance, right? Like, they're gonna, that's where they're gonna go. So if you duck out of the side of them and there's something, or or the whole whatever movie or Indiana Jones it is where he gets into a, a, a lead line fridge. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that probably could, it could protect you. But yeah, it's it's all about where you're standing, where that shit's yeah. going on. And that's, that's where go to. It's just like mm-hmm. having a huge yeah.
1: fiery explosion and you're hiding behind a cement pillar and it just engulfs around you, but it doesn't circle back and hit you because that's, mm-hmm. Not
0: really how the airflow is going to happen, right? It just made me think of the one I was watching. One of those shows where it's like, "What would you do?" That, and if you don't choose the right answer, it's like in you know, all these crazy situations, it's like you would have died. And the one is like, I think it's I want to say a tornado, and it's like, do you get under the underpass or do you stay away because under the underpass is going to become like a vortex of airflow, and I. Think I think the answer is stay the fuck away from the underpass. <laughs> but get back to me on that the next time we're under an underpass in a tornado.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> it
0: happens all the time. Weekly. <laughs> well, damn it. We live in Alberta now. Yeah. It's a possibility. And we're coming to the end of days. But anyway. <laughs> so you're right. Not all the crying boy pictures were the same. There wasn't even always the same blonde boy on them. And sometimes it wasn't even a boy. There was even known to be a set of cry- crying girl paintings. Yeah. Um, so there were, yeah, like some of the paintings, there was like a, a knockoff Scottish artist who made, who made similars to the original and stuff like that. So there was different crying boys and I, I experienced the same thing. I like Google it and I'm like, Well, yeah. There's this blonde boy, and then there's this other blonde boy, and then there's this dark-haired boy, and it's yeah. You're like, okay, it's mass-produced. There's a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, because it kind
0: of takes a bit of the myth out of it for me personally. Yeah,
1: like I'm looking at a collage of three different newspaper articles, and two of them have one picture, and one of them has a different picture, like a different painting.
0: And you can buy it on Etsy now and this and that and whatever. So it's just kind of like, you're like, okay. But it's funny because the one that That's... shows
1: up the most times on Google images when you just Google the crying boy painting is neither of the yeah. two that show up in these newspaper articles. From... Back oh, when sure. Talking about- <laughs> <laughs> but I do see the, the girl ones. Um, she's got like a little... Oh,
0: short piece about the girl. Um... Some said that hanging the crying girl painting alongside the boy's painting would negate the bad energy. Cancel it out. You don't have bad. Yeah, you're going to have okay luck. It's not going to matter. But others said that hanging the crying girl painting beside the crying boy made it even worse. (laughs) They were all the same style. That was the only thing. So my overall verdict on that one is like kind of mass hysteria inflamed by the media a little bit.
1: Little bit. Yeah, I look at it, stuff like that as, okay, so say all these fires happened anyway, then they would have happened. And I mean, yeah, it's the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. Fires happened a lot. Electricity was bad. Like talking about a pizza place going up in flames, like restaurants go up in flames all the time. Especially back then. Right. So I Very feel like flammable. if you find a single common thread throughout history, you can trace back anytime they've found a single common thread between a bunch of them. It's been mm-hmm. blamed for every single one all of a sudden.
0: Like. Yes. Yes. And to steal a line I heard on wine and crime, is it, it you know, correlation, not causation? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's happening in some households where there is that painting. But does that mean but it's it happening that? in
1: like fires where something ooh, is in damage is happening millions of times probably a year across the world, right? Like,
0: but if no one's writing an article about it, are yeah. you gonna like, yeah, write in about it and everybody realize? Yeah, yeah, I think so, and. <sighs> I don't know. But at the same time, it's funny, because I'm not a super skeptic. And I do believe that, you know, if people write in, that they saw something on the internet, and then a bunch of other people wrote in, it doesn't mean that they're wrong, just because a bunch of people are writing about it. You know what I mean? On the flip side of that, I I
1: feel like I'd be more willing to believe it if it was a series of pictures that he had, and they were all originals. Um, and that it wasn't mass-produced, but, like, each one of the originals caused this or something. I- I'd be True. believing that. I don't believe 50,000 originals, but, like, mass-produced ones, <laughs> like, caused
0: this. Because they're on fire! <gasps> yeah, exactly. All right, quick word from our <laughs> P-Break sponsors. Sure. <laughs> that was two haunted paintings (laughs) yeah I have one more one more yeah you may have heard of it it's called the hands resist him I love the title
1: if it's the one I'm thinking of
0: yeah
1: Um, yeah that's the one I'm thinking of um I came across it in my research, too. Um, It showed up on a bunch of lists for haunted dolls because of the painting itself.
0: Oh, that tracks, yes. Yeah,
1: so I did see pictures of it. But, yeah, it's creepy.
0: Yeah, but in a kind of way where I kind of like it. Like, if I had to choose between that one and the crying boy and the anguished man, I would pick the hands that... Sorry, how the hands resist him. Uh,
1: no. (laughs) I I would pick the crying boy, and I would just, if I didn't have to, as long as I don't have to display him, I would just put him in a box and fill the box with concrete.
0: Yeah, I suppose I was uh, going on the assumption that you'd have to keep him up somewhere.
1: Uh, Yeah, no. That,
0: (laughs) the the boy in the picture
1: looks so angry he's just like full on glaring at you yeah let alone the hands on the window pane just fucking creep me out
0: yeah i okay so i kind of love it i kind of love the creepy name you're right i don't know if i'd want to actually have it i was just kind of thinking of like the, the, the you know lesser of three evils i like yeah. the painting style of this one more like the, you know not the brush strokes, whatever. I'm not an art person. <laughs> it, it
1: looks more like, like a very like detail, like.
0: picture. Um, where the. Uh, realism, I think, is what they call it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not realism good at that. <laughs> yeah. So, The Hands Resist Him is also known as the eBay painting. I hadn't heard of it before, but it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's interesting. So the artist is named Bill Stoneham. It was painted in Southern California in 1972. So it's pretty young, you know, under 50. She looking good. (laughs) There's no horrible story behind this one. No blood in the painting, this Bill Stoneham or Stoneham, whatever, was under contract to produce two paintings per month for the gallery owner, Charles Feingarten, that he was working for. So it was under contract. But yes, as you said, with the doll, it depicts a young boy and like a life-size girl doll. Yeah, I- that's why it
1: came up <laughs> in my research is because of the the girl doll in the picture, in the painting.
0: Right. Which is like life-sized. And I've never had any of those kind of Barbies that were life-sized or anything, although I've heard of them. So I, I find that part kind of sinister already. <laughs> Just saying. So they're standing in front of a darkened store window and a doorway. We will put links on our website in the show notes, of course, but, Yeah, it's a darkened store window, and then through the darkened window, all you can see coming out of it are pressed against the glass as these disembodied hands. Yeah. Just reaching (laughs) for the viewer. So, yeah, it it is kind of sinister, which we love. (laughs) Yeah. It's said to be extremely haunted. The owners have claimed that the figures move within the painting, entering the dark room within. So the backstory, the artist says it's inspired in part by a family photo of him and his sister on a road trip. The window or doorway in the painting is actually a, quote, representation of the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities. Okay. That's kind of cool, I think.
1: Nice to have, like, a bit of background of what the artist, like, actually intended, I guess, out of it.
0: Yeah. Right. Some of the symbolism. So it's you're not just taking it like as a stark reality of
2: yeah, what it looks like. I, I
1: can <laughs> get that. Yeah. Like Yeah. You can see that. Like how they're disembodied or whatever. I, I I get that. Yeah.
0: Right. So it's not like supposed to be like a haunted house per se, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the window or the doorway is the representation of the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy. The doll is a guide that will escort the boy through life. The hands are alternate lives or possibilities. So roots his life may have taken. It's interesting.
1: That that I, makes it sound like, I don't know, it looks so creepy. But when you like describe the elements of it like that, it almost sounds like like a positive painting. I know! But that's not at all how it comes across when you just look at it.
0: Which is interesting. Was he going for an overall eerie tone? Is that just kind of how his mind looks on the inside? Yeah, that's the fun of art, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. It is. It's it's kind of at odds with its sinister appearance when you first look at it. You're like, no, this is like painted for a horror movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, like almost like a, a thing about like all the movies where it's like you have your picture taken and it's after the film or whatever. More so like older movies, but like after the film was developed, something was behind you. Like that's what this painting was like. that. Like after yeah. the painting was painting. Painted, you realize there was something behind you like
0: yeah and it's 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 a haunted thing it's just like it's everything else we're talking about like the doll could be annabelle like yeah it's just it's awesome yeah but, but
1: then when you say yeah the the thing behind you is the possibilities that your life could have taken and then it's like oh it's
0: not like they are grabbing at you <laughs> yeah
1: it's just like oh that possibility like could have been really positive like
0: yeah, that's he on something. <laughs> no, yeah. um, so the other explanation or thought behind it is that the boy is looking towards the future or that the viewer is looking back into their past. Ooh. I didn't think about that too hard, I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't know, I don't yeah. get. I'm I'm not really ashamed to admit it. like I, I I can look at a painting and stuff like that, but maybe I'm not deep enough to, emotionally to be like, well, that's symbolic of this. and that represents her that. And I'm like, I just I don't know. I like it or I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes stuff is like too
0: analyzed. Right. Like, yeah. Like, do we have to to be posh? Like, oh, this is that. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> okay. I may mean, have been thinking about that guy on Family bo- The guy on Family Guy with the giant chin, whose name is like Farthington Higginbottom. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> okay. But this part is cool. So, speaking of art, I appreciate this art as well. So the art, the painting rather, was inspired partly by a poem written by the artist's wife at the time. So the poem went as follows. He is of seeing visions, his strokes reveal them in a rush of color, of madness, of mystics. And his head is the highest center. It must confront its enemy. The hands resist him like the secret of his birth. His presence is the sanctum heartbeat, felt in darkness and in passion. He His sounds the sole gift to that silence. And that was written by his uh, first wife, Roanne, which I thought was a very beautiful poem. I don't know. Yeah, it, it goes
1: in like with what he intended the p- painting to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So not intended to be sinister. Yeah.
1: So that kind of explains like the boy's facial expression, I guess. In the the painting is better described in the poem, like standing face to face against something. Right. You're looking
0: down at your reality or your expectations of your life or whatever. Yeah, because he does
1: look like he's like glaring you. (laughs) So that does work
0: too. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get to it. So here's a quote from the artist, Bill, from the website. Because I don't know, we, like you, you can't have a picture of the image on your website, I think is what I came across while researching it. So I don't know if we're going to be able to have it or just have a link to it. But everyone, everyone will be able to find it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. There's a map of Yeah. Um, so here's the quote from Bill. Both the owner of the gallery where Hands was displayed and the Los Angeles Times critic who reviewed my show were dead within a year of the show. I'm sure it was a coincidence, but some of what I paint resonates in other people, opening the inner door or basement. By the way, I still have no idea what happened to the character actor who bought the painting at the show. In brackets, editor note, it was John Marley who died in 1984. Or how it ended up abandoned in a building, though I could speculate, Bill. So that's a little bit what the artist thinks about what happens to people that owns the painting, which we're going to get into. There is a book written, I learned. uh, It's called The Hands Resist Him. Be Careful What You Bid On by D.K. O'Neill. So this, Cy, this John Marley mentioned in the quote, the actor who bought the painting at a show, he played Jack Waltz in The Godfather. He had the famous scene in The Godfather where they find a horse head in the bed. Oh, yeah. Get rid of the scene, if not the movie. So digging a little deeper, the art critic that they talk about that supposedly died within a year of the show, the art show that it was featured at, uh his name was Henry Seldus, and he did die a few years after the show. So the art show was at the Feingarten Gallery in Beverly Hills in 1974. And the art critic who reviewed it, Henry Seldus, died in 1978. So not exactly a year after the show, but four years, so fairly quickly. Yeah. He was quite young. He had been about to turn fifty-three. Um, The death appeared to be a suicide, no signs of any struggle or anything really weird. So it was kind of just ruled as, um, you know, suicide or accidental. Um, So the gallery owner that supposedly died within a year of the painting being hung at the art show, Charles Chuck Feingarten, died in 1981. I didn't have his exact age, but he took over the gallery in 1945. So I think he was fairly old. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, he was at least 40 some. Probably didn't take it over when he was one, though. So at least 60 some. Yeah. Um, so that one's... Eh, whatever. You make of that. So the actor that bought the painting, John Marley from The Godfather... As mentioned, he died in 1984. This was after open-heart surgery, so it wasn't really suspicious either. So before he had died, he had given away or sold the painting. It was a bit unclear, but it ended up being unearthed in February 2001 and turned up on eBay. There was an ad that said the following. When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. At the time, we wondered a little why a seemingly perfect, perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Today, we don't. One morning, our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the painting were fighting and coming into the room during the night. So it had been found abandoned in a California brewery turned art space. We should go there after COVID, after our Vegas trip. <laughs> brewery turned art space. Oh, man. We're mean, such you... artists. <laughs> <A pretty laughs> How a What lot is, is it? Sewers. Bougie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... So yeah, it had been found there and then a family took it home and they began experiencing activity right away. After the four-year-old complained of the painting showing the weird stuff like the children fighting in it, they put a motion sensitive camera on it. It captured the boy in the painting being marched out of the painting at gunpoint. So the doll appears to have some sort of object in her hand in the painting. So in the camera, it changed to, like, a gun, and she forced the boy out of the painting, like, at gunpoint that way. Oh, Which wow. Which is very strange, I must admit. Yeah. Crazy. So that, or they would see the boy crawling out of the frame. Also, ugh, yuck. <laughs> yeah,
1: any time you have any sort of movement that's, like, crawling or... And anything it's a thousand no. times creepier than it needs to be,
0: right. no, thank you. We've all grown up, you know especially us with the ring and the stop motion cameras and the yeah, the creepy and the jerky and the, it's not good,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't like things that are like flashes, like like strobe mm. lights or anything are my right. worst nightmare um. Somebody I know, like convinced me to go to a haunted house um, two Halloweens ago. Um, And so 2019, Mm -hmm. 2019 or 2018. And oh my God. So there was like (laughs) a really long hallway and there was this girl dressed up. I think she was kind of dressed up like in a, like a hospital gown, but she looked like crazy like hair was all crazy and like stuff was on her face. And she's like standing at the the hallway, like facing you. And it goes from like a lit up hallway to like pitch black. And then it starts like strobe lighting, but not quickly where it's like a one Mississippi. And then it goes out for like half a second. And then it's on, like it was like a really slow, it was like blink, blink, blink. It wasn't really (laughs) fast. And every time it lit up again, And this hallway was probably 20 feet long. So every time it lit up again, you could tell she had been, like, walking towards you. So every time it lit up, and at one of the flashes, her arms were up, and she was full-on sprinting at us out of nowhere. And, oh, my God, the screams were all lit out. And she ended up getting really close to us, and... The bottoms of this, like, hallway they had built for the haunted house, the corners of the walls were kind of at, like, a 45-degree angle. So, like, the, the foot, like, right up against the wall, um, instead of being, like, down to the floor or whatever, for, like, the first foot, it kind of went out okay. at a 45. So when she's running, she's running down the middle of it. And then in one of the flashes, you see that she had, like, she was actually on the one wall. And then, like, she had, like, jumped off one of the 45s, hit the one wall. So she had, like, she was, like, almost looked like she was stuck to it. Like, her hands were planted on it. Like, she was a spider, like, crawling on the wall. And then she launched herself to the other side of the wall on the next flash. And you didn't hear any of this. Like it was dead silent, like, God. And oh, it was the scariest thing ever, because she stood at the hallway for probably a good thirty seconds, not moving, and before like the light suddenly went out and then it started strobing.
0: Like, can you imagine the timing involved on that? Like that'd be so scary because it sounds like special effects. Oh yeah, Where like, like bah, 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 they're at me. Yeah, next ah. thing you know. Bah. Um, yeah <laughs> like
1: because she's walking towards you, and like you had to walk past her to get through the hallway, so like yeah, we didn't know if we should walk down the hallway and then we and she's just standing at the end of the hallway, just staring at you, like not moving, and we're just like, oh my God, and then it's like suddenly it was like triggered, and it was like,
0: yeah, it was like next level, crazy. <sighs> that's a big bag of nope right there right yeah (laughs) nobody will ever convince me to go
1: in another haunted house
0: you know I thought I traumatized my daughter rain on one of those because we took her to one it was on like a family vacation you know back to the east coast see my family we're like on PEI and there's always like tons of family shit to do there right like I always just like to go to the wax museum there and the Ripley's believe it or not like I loved it yeah but then it was like it was a little haunted museum and she was uh, yeah six or seven I would say so like I don't know she's always been kind of a a tough kid or whatever she was like yeah i want to go you know and then we kind of just thought whatever we we like that's cool we went and we were there with my mom and like by the end of the haunted house my mom's just carrying rain on her shoulder rain's just got her her face buried in my mom's shoulder because oh. she was just kind of terrified she i was like uh, yeah i guess maybe you were a little too young for that but you know they always think they're ready and it's so funny because now I don't know if this is my fault, but she just is not. She loves horror movies. Oh yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say your daughter
1: watches like
0: (laughs) all the horror movies. Well, you know, we Mm -hmm. could have maybe we traumatized her, but she she seems to really enjoy them. So I can't say that she seems to be mad at me for it. We'll see. Late years later in therapy, (laughs) (laughs) it was a good haunted house. Yes, some of them are really cool. Like this one had some visual effects, so at one point, you're, like, walking on a walkway above, and it looked like someone was in a dungeon, like, way below you, but they probably weren't. Yeah, it was really cool. Really well done. The one that you were at sounds really good, too. Yeah, it's the the huge
1: one in town, Deadmonton. Like, the one where there's, like, 200 actors or something every year, and it takes you, like, 45 minutes to get through it. Like, it's intense. Like, I pretty much... Like, this hallway thing was, like, probably, like, halfway through it. And at that point, I was just, like, done. Like, I was just, like, and obviously, if you ask to leave, they're they're going to let you leave. Like, they'll take you through. Um, hmm. And they take pride on the number of people that they get to chicken out. Um like that they do <laughs> I guess this last year, so um twenty twenty October they even with covid, they had the haunted house going on, and I guess they had the most number of people leave um or asked to leave ever they
0: broke their own record, it was like two hundred and fifteen <laughs> people. Probably more people went to it because if it was a COVID safe thing, which I know it was, because as you say that I've driven by Deadmonton, which for those of you that don't know is an Edmonton haunted house. Yeah, And yeah, I drive by and it's like, Deadmonton parking here. And I'm like, holy shit, that is a big event. And now that I work on the south side, I'm like, yeah, I see that. And it looks fun. You know, like, it seems like as big as, like, a corn maze you can do or something, right? Like, it seems huge. Oh,
1: yeah. They they build,
0: like, full sets in there. Like, it's... Oh, my God. Like, the one they do at um, Universal Studios. Like, if it's anything like that, that is the ultimate scare fest. Yeah. That one, like, movie... Sometimes they have people from The Walking Dead working on the one, at least the one in... Um, Universal Studios Orlando. Oh wow! They had that guy, Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead, working on the haunted. Ha- yeah, the Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. I was a travel agent before this guy's uh, before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before that, brought that to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> I've been redeployed. It's fine. Yeah. we <laughs> end with the cry. Um, did I finish the hands resist him? Yeah. We Cut. got sidetracked. I think I almost did. It, yeah. It, it was put up on eBay. Yeah. That's right where we left off. Okay. So it went viral. People started sending in emails complaining of mysterious occurrences that happened to them after they viewed the painting online. Everything from blackouts to illnesses was reported not unlike some podcasts I've heard where they're like, uh, after we talked about Robert the Doll, people called in, like, holy shit, this thing didn't work. Which, again, I think, you know, somewhat has to be taken with a grain of like, shit goes wrong. Yes. Just because you're listening to something at the time doesn't mean it's that's fault, but it's kind of creepy still. <laughs> so, yeah, my verdict. Uh, so from now, uh, Blackouts to illness. It went viral. A gallery owner named Kim Smith bid and bought the item, bid on and bought the item for around a thousand dollars. So it remains in storage in her gallery in Michigan today. So that one is safely away. And that's the end of that one.
1: Okay, I, I would have expected to, like, it have,
0: I don't know, maybe like, sold for more than. And you gotta wonder sometimes if that's why people don't tell stories about the artwork is to try and like, yeah, I'd get more money for it. Oh yeah. And so
1: mm-hmm. I'd paint some like shit yeah. painting and then be like, the shit's haunted.
0: Right? Oh buddy on Strange Brew Podcast the other day was reading some of the um haunted whatever descriptions on ebay (laughs) it was kind of funny and hilarious
1: oh yeah there's an entire um podcast um yeah i can't remember what it's called i think i found it when i was like looking at podcasts um but i there's a podcast it actually they don't do it anymore it only lasted like a year and it was two brothers Mm. that literally their entire podcast was just them going on to ebay and reading the descriptions of, like, haunted dolls. And stuff. <laughs> and that was their podcast.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, depending on their voices, I'm here for it. Yeah, right? <laughs> it Sounds <laughs> So, yeah, I guess my verdict on that one is... It sounds like it kind of could be... Uh, could be haunted, because... Well, at least it wasn't mass-produced. It was one guy... Um... I get what he was thinking and the what he was going for when he painted it, once you hear, like, his interpretation of it and all yeah. that. But yeah, it's still, it's still mysterious. It's still creepy to me. It's still, like, kind of unexplained. So, you know what I mean? It's still got that supernatural factor for me, which I really like. Yeah. You know, I'm not completely debunked or anything. No. So, the other thing is... <sighs> little short dive I took on you know cursed images versus cursed paintings because I don't know these younger generations seem to be obsessed with things that are cursed like cursed images and I was like well what what does that mean exactly versus say a cursed painting um you know cursed paintings paintings have been around for centuries obviously and so, therefore, when you're usually referring to something like that, it's, you know, they're, oh, it's an evil painting, it's haunted, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, okay, cursed painting, haunted painting, right? That's what I think of. But <clears throat> cursed images is just, you know, something like a a new vernacular term that wasn't in our vocabulary like, more than, like, five or six years ago, as I learned there was a cursed images tumblr launched in 2015 in july 2016 there was a a cursed images twitter account that gained popularity and then kind of exploded at that point not exploded but i don't know it's definitely in the vernacular these days you know because like i said my daughter's always going you cursed and i'm like okay This is one of those. It's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The New New York Times Magazine did an article online called What Makes a Cursed Image? (laughs) Which I was like, yes, please tell me. (laughs) So the picture for the article shows this young boy in, like, the late 70s or 80s, it appears. He's wearing, like, this pale blue T-shirt that says, Dick, the birthday boy, in all caps. All right. And... That's especially what makes me think it's late eighties or something. Yeah. I don't know. And posing with like an animatronic kind of looking plastic face bear mascot. Oh, yeah.
1: um,
0: that sounds awful. I mean, I remember going to this place, yeah, I think it was on PEI, like it was like a family place. And yeah, they had some animatronic like singing tires and they said, yeah, that or what I've learned from my kiddo was Five Nights at Freddy's. So they're like creepy animatronic teddy bear looking people, so I think they're very Five Nights at Freddy's. So the article talks about uh, what makes the cursed image. The parameters are such that almost anything could really qualify, in my opinion. Yeah, the Twitter account username at Cursed Images, told several news outlets, Cursed Images, to me, leave you with a general uneasy feeling. There could be certain qualities, like someone looking directly into the camera, or an orb floating in the background. So, any bad photo you take. No. (laughs) Another article I read mentioned, it's something that makes you question the existence of the picture. Like, how did it get there? For example, Cursed Images Cursed Image 3920 from at Cursed Images on Twitter is a photo of a fiberglass cow TV showing a news report about Saddam Hussein. Yes. It's an image. (laughs) Do we need to see it? I don't know. What makes it cursed?
1: I don't know! Yeah. I feel (laughs) like I am not somebody that believes in, like, the cursed images thing. Really at all like I'd say like Mm. haunting the people that view it or like the people that own the images or whatever that weren't like in the images themselves because I feel like paintings and stuff there's like a there's like a passion or like time or effort that was put into the painting by somebody more so than like a picture. Like I get like pictures like setups and stuff can take a long time but if you translate that to like how long these people like poured over these paintings. Um I don't think it's super comparable unless you're taking some especially if you're not taking some like professional type picture. Like somebody going with their phone or camera or whatever and just taking a picture of something is different than somebody, like, slaving over a picture for days or months, like, working on a painting, like.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah and I was trying to, like, see the difference between them, because it it almost sounds like they're really comparable when you hear, like, cursed image versus cursed paintings, as I titled this section. But it's, like, they're not really obviously cursed at all you know what I mean like it's just kind of look to me I'm just like okay so these are things that people just see that they're like ew I hate it so it's cursed yeah (laughs) yeah so to to that effect or or to that point there was a list of cursed images from a site called (laughs) ruinmyday.com My favorite weird ones that didn't give me like hemorrhoids were there was um, a a picture of stairs, a set of stairs covered in bread slices, just laid on the (laughs) stairs, just flat like a carpet. And somebody was walking up the stairs, leaving their little footprints, the little bread footprints. Yeah, that just makes me uncomfortable. It does. It makes you feel like, why are you doing that? Put the bread back in there also reminded me of a forensic files where they found someone's footprint in the hamburger buns (laughs) couldn't believe it that's an awesome one (laughs) i I actually found
1: a youtube channel that has all the original like forensic file episodes um because i haven't watched a lot of them because i was like too young when they were really like on tv and stuff and i
0: Yes, I only watched Unsolved Mysteries myself as a kid. We are starting to get into Forensic Files now, and I like it better because, like, it wraps it up more, right? I mean, like, you're like, we'll get an answer at the end of the episode. Yeah, because (laughs) I don't
1: have, like, cable or anything. Like, I don't want to download hundreds Mm -hmm. of episodes of this freaking TV show just to watch them once.
0: No. No, there's a bunch on, like, Prime, is it? I think? One of those. One of those services. Yeah, I actually (laughs) recently
1: finished the Unsolved Mysteries that they had on um, Netflix that rebooted it. Um, They've done jazz. They've done two parts of like six episodes.
0: Yeah. I think I might have seen some of it. They also have I did reference their podcast for an upcoming case. Um shit what was i gonna say uh i remember oh yeah i was talking to my sister ressa about watching like yeah i'm like yeah i remember we watched unsolved mysteries like and that guy's voice and the fact that the mysteries were unsolved creeped me the fuck out yeah. <laughs> and it's funny that like now like for a while like i wouldn't say i was like super into true crime or anything like that and then like now i don't know if i'm coming to a resurgence because it's there's podcasts and stuff like that, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of cool. And now, yeah, my daughter will come running down the stairs if we put on forensic files, which is kind of
1: hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, didn't watch like a lot of that stuff. Um, I like the like mystery aspect of it. I was obsessed with all the, like the mm-hmm. CSI shows when I was younger. And then after I kind of, got over that I was obsessed with like serial killers and started watching like Dexter and
0: stuff like that Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah No, but to, uh, that's funny. CSI, you were right because I was like talking about that who song, "Who Are You?" And you were like, "I think it's CSI Miami," but that's not it. But it was regular CSI when I googled it. By the oh. way, flashback to episode okay. one two one on um, CSI when I was babbling about mass singer. Yeah, yes CSI on
1: um, Los Angeles or something because there was CSI Miami, CSI New York.
0: Yeah, it was like just listed online as like CSI, and I don't, I don't really watch them. So I, yeah, I think that it's just I was like, okay, yeah, the regular. Yeah, I one. only ever really
1: <laughs>
0: watched.
1: I watched like CSI Miami like religiously, and then I um, watched like
0: got sick of him pulling off his oh, sunglasses. Yeah, give me some no.
1: ratio <laughs> And then oh, I'll never get over them making doing that in Supernatural. This looks like a... I can't oh, remember yeah. what the line is. Oh, I love
2: Supernatural. Oh my it's god, great.
0: yes. It looks like they do make a nice homage to that in yeah, Supernatural, the yeah. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I have a sure. couple more. Not that. They're just random. Because... These were, like, my favorite cursed images. Somebody walking on bread stairs
1: sounds, like, ridiculous that that would be a
0: cursed image. Bread stairs. Like, an image to make your mother curse you.
1: Don't don't (laughs) you be wasting my bread. That costs
0: money. (laughs) That's all the milk we have. Anyway. That's all the bread we have. (laughs) Uh, no, I got nothing. Okay. Uh, there was <laughs> to make a stupid pun. Uh, the, another cursed image was a person's nose ring looped into their key ring, which was inserted into the doorknob, which did make me uncomfortable. Cause I can barely like handle it. If I ring gets too tight on my finger and I can't get it off. I'm like, Oh my God, get it off, get it off. And his, like, nose ring was connected to the key ring. And the key ring was connected to the <laughs> doorknob. No. slammed the door closed. Oops. <laughs> I did not like yeah. it. Uh, I should show you this I list because there was also a dog sitting
1: there. What was the name of this website?
0: RuinMyDay.com. We'll put it in the show notes, too. Uh, a dog sitting in a living room that was mostly entirely taken up by a massive, like, Christmas tree bottom. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's a regular short room, but like, it was like this, like, six foot wide Christmas tree bottom, and it, like, it went all the way up to the top of the floor or the ceiling, and then it got cut off at the top. But it didn't really look like the top; it looked like the middle. <laughs> There's a dog sitting in the living room looking at the tree, and he's like. The tree is taking up the most of the living room. <laughs> but you can see a small TV that's barely, like, kind of being covered by the tree. And then Elf is playing in the background. And you're like, oh, it is Christmas. This must be someone's attempt at a Christmas tree. <laughs> you have to see that one, maybe. It's I'm trying weird. to find it. And it said, like, the website
1: didn't exist. And I tried just looking up Ruin My Day Haunted oh. Images. And
0: I can't get it. Okay, yeah. we'll have to post a link. I'm sorry. The cringiest ones, though? Um, I don't know. I think you're aware because of horror movies we watch, but I don't like eyeball stuff. Oh, <laughs> I had. So. so One girl, Um,
1: my youth group, it was a non-religious youth group, uh, and mm-hmm. we used to watch, like, B-horror movies. Like, the worse, the better. Um, And she had a whole thing about eyeballs. Yeah.
0: I really, I really can handle a lot of gore, but eyeballs kind of get to me. It's just one where I'm like, turn away, don't want to hear it. If you're popping them, okay, so that's why these are my cringiest picks for cursed images. There's a close-up of someone's eyeball, like obviously a girl, probably because like you know, mascara on, whatever. Speaking of mascara on, there's glitter, like big chunks of glitter on their eyeball. On their eyeball, not yeah. just under the eye, on the eyeball. And they're, like, holding their eye open, it's close up, and they're like, look at the glitter on my eye, and I'm like, why? It's just like any time I wear mascara
1: again, and I haven't worn it for a long time, my eyes hurt, like, all day because of the <laughs> mascara flakes, like, going into your eye.
0: Oh, I did get that with earrings today because of COVID, meaning, like... Uh- I haven't been wearing a lot of earrings because the masks will yeah. just rip them off. And then I wore my earrings today that to have like a backing and stuff. And so they're more secure. But then I'm like, whoa, my ears are like freaking yeah. out. Like, what are you putting inside me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's but just I, not used to it. I have to, to say,
1: though, quick sidetrack. Quick, r- side track. Yeah. Um, one quick anecdote. One <laughs> we watched. Actually, no. So what she used to do is she used to go to i think it was walmart um and go in their movie bins where it was like um dollar movies and she found these like bundles of like five or five or ten like b-rated like horror movies in like this little bundle together these movies were like 50 to like 70 minutes long they were really short um one of them which series we watched the first two possibly three of them were like um it was the the haunted bong series um it it was ridiculous
2: Um, it had (laughs) some some actor i recognized
1: in it um which made me laugh
0: Seth, who maybe i don't know seth green Maybe. somebody like that and I
1: recognize them
0: I think I'm thinking of a different one where his hands taunted. yeah, yeah I don't and know. then
1: there was another horror movie we watched that was about a zombie um so this guy like murders somebody in his backyard and the guy he murders end up ends up coming back as a zombie and the guy that <laughs> murdered and buried the guy in his backyard is trying to become a comedian So when the zombie comes back to life, um, he, like, comes back to life and the dude is in his barn practicing his stand-up comedy. And the zombie, like, comes in the barn and hears the comedy routine and starts laughing. So he decides the zombie's, like, a good audience to practice his jokes on because the zombie zombie is just like, that's not funny. And... (laughs)
0: Oh God, it was wait, wasn't
1: Sean. No, of the dead or whatever. It was an
2: awful movie.
1: Oh! And at one point, sure. the zombie comes into the house, um, and I think there's a plumber in there, and the zombie's like in the house, yes. and the plumber, um, is like working on like one of the bathrooms, and like sees the zombie or something, and like tells the zombie like, "You look terrible. You should. Oh, you you probably are dehydrated." it's important to get eight glasses of water a day and like that it was like this two minute PSA about getting enough water. Like
0: <laughs> zombie <laughs> water, get your zombie zombie water. The weirdest <laughs>
1: movie ever. I wish I could have. It was in one of these sets. We ended up getting like two or three of these sets <laughs> of movies. Um, and they were i mean
0: it sounds like a yeah. first image <laughs> it's
1: so funny because we were killing ourselves laughing between this guy deciding a zombie the dude he killed that came back to life as a zombie is the perfect one to practice his stand-up routine on to like a plumber trying to give a psa about how important hydration is like
0: a real yeah. concerning audience, it like, it yeah. It's like
1: a movie. Like, somebody wrote this <laughs> script. People auditioned for this. They filmed it and edited it. And it's on a DVD.
0: Like, oh my god. Did you watch... I think it was Troll 2 that Rasa, my sister, made me watch. Oh,
2: like the kids, maybe?
0: And there was, like... No! <laughs> no, 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 not Trolls. Ah. Uh, I want to say troll too but it's like evil trolls and it's like 80s and then there's like a scene where there's a bunch of corn and it's like a corn sex scene and that's I don't even know how else to describe it but anyway you'll just have to watch it oh okay I have like three cursed images I'm sorry we could (laughs) be done with it Nobody cares about these horrible <laughs> images. Yeah, they do. Isn't these some of them are just, this disturbing. is boring content. I don't like the eyeball one.
2: People want to hear about oh. bread stairs.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> about bread about stairs. What? That just makes me so happy. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, wait yeah. to see that. Yeah. I feel like it's some (laughs) more
0: viral video about,
1: like, like, walking on weird items up the stairs. I'm gonna walk up.
0: Yeah, cheap white bread, and it's just, like, got a footprint in it, and it reminds me of this forensic files, because they find, like, a footprint in these, like, there was hamburger buns scattered all around this bathroom. I can't even remember the rest of it, but they were integral (laughs) to the investigation. It's the
2: hamburger.
0: And... Okay, so there was three more of my cringiest okay. cursed images from that website. Uh, there was like a man whose arm was photoshopped to end in a giant finger Ugh. instead of like a hand. I know, I didn't. It wasn't great, but relatively, almost probably normal and easy to achieve yeah, via Photoshop. <laughs> Okay, the next one was bare feet under a public restroom stall. It's like bare feet on a plane. Yeah, just don't want to see it. No, I think they talked about that in the good place. Why are you going to hell? Have you ever taken your feet, shoes, and socks off on a plane? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Personalized license
0: plate. I think about that part a lot now that I work with license plates. There's been some really weird personalized license plates, let me tell you. I don't I don't even know. We have a car. No, that was someone's email. <laughs> There's just some weird ones. Yeah, the
1: government know. like releases a and list last, every
0: year of the
1: ones yeah. that are submitted and rejected. And some of those are pretty yes, funny. Those are
0: fun. But also if you have like, say, a Mustang that's like a 69. You can just say, like, 69 stang, 69 horse, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff that can yeah. sound dirty, but you can get away with yeah. <laughs> or, or I guess there was a big thing about someone in, like, okay, I don't remember where in Canada, honestly, but his last name was Grabher, yeah, Grab and he was allowed to have it as a license plate.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he had been driving around with that license plate for, like,
0: decades. Which is, like, okay. At some point, the whole, you know, political correctness can go a little bit too far. He's driving around with it for decades. It's his last name, and now you're going to tell me he can't have it? Because it sounds like, you know, something the President of the United States might have said with pussy yeah. on the
1: end. Like, I... come on! <laughs> Yeah, I think they ended up allowing him to keep it. Um, I hope. Yeah, obviously, if he got the license plate to like try and show support of what Donald Trump had said, that would be like another story. But this, it's his last name. Like it's it's not a swear word or anything like that. Where. No,
0: it is weird though what people will get though. Yeah, I've it seen is some weird. Funny
1: ones so when I'm like stuck behind we... somebody in their vehicle and it, it's just like a combination of letters and numbers, and I'm like, but I don't see like the dash or anything, or like where it goes like, um, because what's the format? It's yeah, letter,
0: letter, letter, and then. Usually, kind of three numbers, three letters, but depends on yeah, if it's a, a, a like motorcycle plate or not. my three yeah. letters
1: and then four numbers. So when I'm looking at a license plate, yeah, yeah that fit that no. format. Yeah. I'm like, so- is that personalized? What is it trying to tell me? And then I just start, I just start trying True. to decode license yes. plates. Yes, yes,
0: and sometimes they're really funny. Well- some of them are yes and then like we, we tell each other the, the more amusing ones at work because we basically that's kind of what I like I do at work as you know is like process for members that are part of our organization like their process their registration and then mail it out to them and then so yeah we just see funny ones sometimes sometimes it's like a car for her <laughs> just like random ones where you're like that's yeah. not even <laughs> something very specific to you one of them today looked like race car, but you can't have anything that has to do with like COVID nineteen or any, oh, anything good. like that. Which is, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of glad to be honest. <laughs> okay, so literally, if I wanted to finish <laughs> out what I had on my little list after the big feet under a public restroom stall ugh, was. It was a picture of a balloon or possibly a condom because it looked like a thin. Yeah. you know balloon <laughs> and it was filled with like spaghetti oh. sauce, noodles you know kind of like SpaghettiOs and then it was put under someone's pillow and you could see it being oh. placed
2: under their pillow like,
0: Oh, that is a cursed image I get it I get it now I think I do no I don't <laughs> I didn't wonder how that came to be somebody took a balloon and filled it with yeah. SpaghettiOs like Oh, no, did I say the one? Okay, when I was starting to list some of the ones on the Twitter account that were supposedly cursed images, that cursed image 31 was just four boys around a computer, which to me I'm like, yeah, like 2020. Like there's no rhyme or reason. No. So that's it. That's the difference between cursed paintings and cursed images. Cursed paintings could be haunted. Cursed images are just yeah, whatever the fuck really people want it to
1: takes be. For an image to be cursed <laughs> is eye contact with the person taking your picture. <laughs> that was one of her things. Somebody making eye contact, like, oh my god. So look at the camera. Look at the camera like over like here. Okay, any- see cheese. From- it's a cursed image. <laughs>
0: There's so many things now too with like TV shows and mockumentary style where they do look at the well, camera, the, so that the makes office it even is <laughs> I don't know. First image. <laughs> it is. I was watching. Oh yeah, we were watching hockey tonight, and then during the anthem, Connor McDavid. Um, you know, yeah, for he's he's a, a star player on the Oilers hockey team. <laughs> I should mention, but yeah, he like. He, it was like he saw the camera zooming into him because they're all just standing in a line like waiting yeah. for the anthem to be over right you know what I mean they're shifting side to side they're they're trying to be respectful this isn't the time where they're spitting on the ice but they're trying to be respectful and then he like looks over and he looks right in the camera and then it's like zooming in on him and I was like whoa that was like a Jim Halpert moment almost yeah it was kind of funny but.
1: have a bit of information in general about why so many people just find these like myself show me a porcelain doll and I'm gonna get creeped right out I'm just <laughs> every time doesn't matter
0: doesn't matter a little background to the psychosis All right. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so the earliest haunted dolls um were puppets uh Effigies and voodoo objects, which were often created by early people for either religious or ceremonial purposes.
0: The British, the puppet. Yeah, the puppet. How you doing, Uh, puppet? Hello, (laughs) puppet. That's their favorite thing to say. (laughs)
1: And so the fear of dolls is called pedophobia which I had to look up multiple times to make sure it was wasn't just
0: pedophilia or anything to do with pedophiles my last name is Peter so for sometimes my nickname has been PT I've had various people call me that so I, I took offense <laughs>
1: yeah no this is like pedo like so it's P E D I O P H O B I A. Pediophobia.
0: Pedophobia. Weird. Yeah, like maybe pedi- that comes from the pedophilia word. Yeah. Strange. I would have thought that would have had to do with feet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <You> ask me. <laughs> the fear of pedicures. <laughs> the fear of the feet. Yeah. The fear of defeat. <laughs>
1: So, this is classified under fear of humanoid figures, which is called automatonophobia.
0: Automatonophobia. Try and say that. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's related to the papa phobia. Okay, puppet phobia.
1: So, yeah, so that one's a fear of puppets. So the uh, reason why people say Marionette. Oh yeah, Sorry. I I tried to look up specific haunted ones, um, but it was really hard to track down. A lot of times you'd find information okay. about them, and then you'd read like two pages on that they were debunked, and it was just like a viral video prank. That yeah. so, yeah, it was kind of difficult yeah, to that's do. Yeah, so. A lot of the fear and everything um, and phobias that come out of these objects is due to the fact that these dolls often look eerily human, um, but are not. So, this actually confuses parts of the brain that process facial clues and body language. So, the body often does not know whether or not to perceive the doll as a threat, sometimes causing the person to watch the doll and wait for it to move. So, it's kind of like this fascination where you just keep looking at it, but your brain is actually forcing you to do that to see if it's going to move or not um which is why so many people find it creepy Mm
0: -hmm. almost biological like instinctual kind of thing yeah you can't really help it
1: because they look so human
0: yeah so one thing and because they're so yeah yeah
1: one thing i tried to look up um that I really wished I could find a case on which again I got debunked the most famous one I could find was debunked I'm not going to mention it it's stupid if you look up haunted ventriloquist dummy you're gonna find it um so ventriloquism really yeah it was some like world (laughs) war ii puppet that people had in a glass case and um he had like motion sensors on and he suddenly like started blinking and stuff but like underneath you could see that Mm -hmm. clearly there was wires um and stuff leading up to the glass case he was in so oh
0: wow yeah yeah that's bad yeah that takes the fun out of it (laughs) yeah
1: because I was like oh sweet I finally found like a legitimate ventriloquism one but yeah so I do have a bit of information about ventriloquism Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was originally started as a religious practice. Um, and the name ventriloquism comes from the Latin word for speak from the stomach, which is venter meaning belly, and loqui meaning speak. So it was literally just belly speak.
0: R- 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 record scratch. What? Yeah. Religious. Yeah, it's a religious That's so practice. Weird.
1: So noises made by the stomach were thought oh to be God. voices of the unliving who lived within the ventriloquist.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Right. The voices of the suppers past. Yeah. <laughs> my before that came before this. This food isn't sitting right in my stomach. It must be. It must be a god. My coconut shrimp is talking to me now.
1: <laughs> so the, Oh,
0: my God.
1: Yeah. The ventriloquist would interpret the sounds um, from their stomach as words and speak to the dead or often
0: tell the future, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's interpret anything, shall we? Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, this was also referred to as gastromancers by the Greeks, and it was practiced for ritual or religious purposes by Zulu, Inuit, and Mora.
0: Maori people? Maori. So. Oh, okay, yes, from like New Zealand and um, South Pacific, um, Polynesia, and that.
1: Yeah. So the transition (laughs) from religious to entertainment happened in the 18th century due to traveling funfairs and market towns. Um, Though at the time, voices were altered to make it sound as if they were coming from far away instead of using a puppet. So people at this time um, would like throw their voice like throughout the room. So it would sound like it was coming from like the back of the theater. Um, instead of actually coming from them.
0: How dramatic.
1: Yeah. So this is so weird. So a gentleman by the name of Fred Russell, he's regarded as the father of modern modern ventriloquism. And in 1886, he had a permanent residency at the Palace Theatre in London. And his act was a back and forth act with a cheeky boy dummy he had named Coster Joe.
0: Poster Joe,
1: what do you know? Yeah. So that's a little bit about like ventriloquism. I really wish I could give you guys a case on like an actual haunted ventriloquist dummy. Because I feel like with like goosebumps and stuff like that. Yeah. um, And a lot of horror movies. That was big. Yeah. A lot of horror movies like the ventriloquist dummy. And in my opinion is like one of the creepiest things ever. Um, so I was really disappointed I wasn't really able to track down an actual case. But, yeah, it was kind of interesting. kind of reminds me of the history of it. it.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it remind, I don't know why it reminds me of Chucky, because I guess he's not really ventriloquist. Like, he's supposed to be, like, kind of that battery-operated doll. But, like, you know, his his face and, like the like, when their <clears throat> mouths just move, like... <laughs> And the bottom jaw just kind of comes down. All, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all gross. and ar, ar. You're like, Ew, That's not natural.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do have some information um, about some specific haunted dolls. So the first one we're going to talk about.
0: Oh, I love haunted dolls. Yeah.
1: Is probably one of the absolute most famous, um, Annabelle. I'm sure almost everybody's heard about Annabelle. Um, if you've watched the movie. The movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I didn't know until I actually um, looked at pictures of Annabelle that she's a raggedy Ann doll. She's not what's depicted in the movies at all. Um, actually looks right. like quite a cute little like, raggedy Ann doll,
0: in my opinion. I think sometimes they judge they it up as you would say, or almost, like, make it more creepy, zhuzh it down. (laughs) Yeah, like
1: Annabelle. And
0: they try to make it, like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Annabelle in, like, the movie almost looks like a porcelain doll with, like, for lack of a better analogy, like, the Wendy's girl, like, red Mm -hmm. hair and pigtails, but looks like a porcelain doll. And Annabelle in real life is actually, like, a raggedy and, like, cloth doll. With like yarn for hair, like looks nothing like the movie depiction.
0: And I think I even heard a brief story about a haunted porcelain doll. So it's not like they're not out there. Maybe not. It wasn't a long story, like I say. (laughs) Maybe not enough to make a movie out of or a podcast case or whatever. But it was like a shallow dive. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they. I guess they exist, but like, it's like. Yeah, they just sometimes in the movies just have to dramatize things so much and they take it, you know, find that of their artistic liberty, yeah. as it were.
1: <laughs> so uh, Annabelle, so she's mm. currently enclosed in a glass case um, in the collection of famous paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So.
0: The Warrens! Yeah. I love them. I love all the movies. The yeah, I like them.
1: <laughs> they're they're pretty cool. Oh, so Annabelle's a famously haunted Raggedy Ann doll. Uh, she was given to a young nursing student by her mother in the year 1970. So this doll re- oh. reportedly would move around the apartment when they were not home. Um, the doll also left notes asking for help, um, and at one point allegedly attacked yeah. her roommate's boyfriend. Attacked. Yeah. (laughs) So one morning, um, when blood was found on Annabelle's dress, um, the girls living in the apartment uh called a psychic, who revealed that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a girl named Annabelle. And at this time is when the Warrens were called, um, and they were actually given over possession of Annabelle and they have housed her um ever since in their collection
0: right because they do kind of do that to provide not a not a sanctuary that's not really the right word but like they just try to keep it out of harming other people's way yeah they have all those uh, collective like haunted things yeah and they're like little museum but not a museum for people to go and look at it's just more to keep them under wraps and try and keep them as safe as possible which is really cool
1: So another cool one, if you haven't heard (laughs) of the doll itself, you've probably heard of its adaptation in movies. So this is Robert the doll.
0: Oh, he's like my favorite that I've heard stories about. So yeah, Mm -hmm. so Robert
1: the doll, he's actually the inspiration for the Chucky doll in the Child's Play series. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, looking at Robert the doll, he's pretty freaking cute. I, like, don't get weird vibes. Some of these ones, (laughs) like, when you look at, you understand why people associate them with being haunted. But honestly, Robert the doll is just a cute little boy doll in, like, a little sailor's outfit with a tiny dog. Like, he's so
0: cute. The outfit is cute. I'll grant you that. But, like, it was so wooden face is so like pockmarked with those like holes and stuff like I was listening to a description and they were like he looks like he's an anaphylactic shock (laughs) because his face is just kind of you know what I mean like it's not like sharp features or whatever it's just kind of like eye sockets and an amorphous blob almost oh that might have been pictures you were looking (laughs) at but he's got like he's got like marks in his face from what I've seen do you know what I mean? Not like from what I, I saw. saw, the sailor's outfit. But then, like, did the, the when you zoom in, like the face and stuff, it just like, I think it was made of wood. I don't know. Yeah, it just looked really like decrepit. <laughs> like something was termites were eating away this little face or something. We'll have, we'll post oh, some pictures on like, straight the, on. I guess yeah. The website.
1: I think his face is made of cloth, so he's probably just being slowly eaten by moths.
0: Probably, which just adds to the creep factor either way. (laughs) So
1: Robert is a life-size doll and was reportedly made by the famous Steve uh, Toy Company in Germany. It was given to the Florida artist Robert Eugene Otto as a birthday present when he was a child in
0: 1904. Eugene, that's my dad's name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the <laughs> doll wears a sailor suit. Eugene
1: the doll. No. no. The Sorry. doll wears a sailor suit, <laughs> which is believed to be the childhood outfit yeah. of the real Robert. Um, so the doll is reported to change expressions and move around on its own
0: is like the, the real robert meaning like someone like the the soul that haunts the doll or the robert that owns him like robert eugene otto
1: robert eugene otto like a, a outfit he wore okay. as a child is the outfit that robert the doll wears uh,
0: Ew. I didn't know that. That's kind of a gross detail. It's actually like quite common. Kidneys. Yeah. Ew. I don't like it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just even more like if something's going to haunt your, like if your kid were to unfortunately die and they had a a doll that looked like them, seems to me they would be more likely to haunt We
1: will talk about that in a few minutes because I have a doozy of a story. (laughs) <laughs> so Robert, the doll, right. is reported to change expressions and move around on his own. Um, and the doll has been blamed on, or Robert, the human boy, often blamed his misdeeds on the life-size yes. doll. And also reportedly had conversations um, that were heard between Robert and the doll, with the doll often responding. So this is other people that, like, in a different room that could hear both of their voices. I yeah, like that. so the doll was also blamed for financial collapse, broken bones, car accidents, um, so not very good. And Robert no. the doll remained at the house until the owner's death. Uh, and new owners kept the doll for approximately 20 years. Um, but I think when they left or moved, um, the doll now resides in a museum in Key West. That's all that's really said. And he's on display. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. I was surprised it wasn't in Zach Bagan's one in the uh, museum of haunted whatever things in Vegas, actually. But no, he hasn't no. got it. Is that, was that the end of the but at all? Yeah. Because I have one more sure. thing to say about him. <laughs> I was listening to... Love the other lovely Canadian podcast, Strange Fruit, and he was talking about um, how Aussie Osborne had Robert the Doll or a cloth replica version of uh, Robert the Doll because, like, it's like you said, he got blamed for things. Like, I guess, like the kid that owned him would be like, "Robert get it, Robert get yeah. it." I always found that really creepy. Oh, <laughs> um, but then, like, I guess Ozzy got it in like 2019, and it was like. Yeah I looked it up and you could read stories to where he'd be like he blamed it for like he had health issues that year that he got it and I think they talked about it on him and his son Jack. They had a show where they were like traveling around the world like not the Osbournes one where they just sat around at their house and stuff but like I can't remember what it's called but it's like they were him and Jack were traveling all around and yeah I guess I don't know like they talked about he had the doll and they, they all this bad luck happened to him and he was like okay Jack I believe in this doll now whatever oh, wow. <laughs> This is, all this stuff is happening and I was like what well, I don't remember that but yeah it turned out it was like he he blamed it on you know his misfortune that year or whatever so it was interesting yeah. for sure that was cool I like Ozzy <laughs>
1: So, the the next one (laughs) is kind of a shallow dive, um, and it's a doll Mm -hmm. called Mandy, um, so Mandy is kind of mischievous in, like, a funny way, um, sort of, so... Okay. Mandy, uh must be kept in her own display case, as she is known for knocking over other dolls that she was displayed with. <laughs> Which I thought was just hilarious. Dude. Her just like shoving I over like other I'm- dolls and being like, "I'm the only one that gets to sit." Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm a diva. Yeah, yeah. I may have come across her. Is she? Is she porcelain? Because I was, I knew I had read. I originally looked these up when like I was that, doing yeah. it, but I do not remember what they look like at all. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, um, I listened to that one yesterday that I was talking about. So I think, I think that might have been the porcelain doll that I was reading. It sounds yeah, yeah like the, Mandy the, the doll Mandy is wing. like a
1: creepy-looking porcelain doll that looks like it got punched in the face. Yeah. It has like <laughs> scars Why on one half of that? its face, like around its eye. It looks like it got cut in a face with like a sword. Like, yeah. Oh <laughs> wow. So staff at the... That's crazy. Quinzel? No. Cusenel. Yeah. Staff at the Qesnell Museum report missing lunches and visitors' cameras failing when people try um, to take her picture. So apparently she steals. Not only does oh, she wow. knock over other dolls, but she steals lunches and makes um visitors to the museum's cameras not work when they want to take a picture of her. Yeah, and she is porcelain. You just yeah. said
0: okay. That like it's all gross.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one I think is by far the creepiest doll I looked up doing my research. Um, it is called Letta l-e-t-t-a um yeah. when you look her up she just looks like a little gremlin like just <laughs> yeah i do not like Gross. her face and anything her hair i don't think i heard it
0: yeah
1: so um let is pretty creepy it
0: reminds me of that actress what's that
1: oh i said let is
0: pretty creepy okay
1: so, uh, Letta is also known as Letta Me Out, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and she is actually a child sized figurine, um, that is approximately 200 years old and is made out of carved wood and real human hair. So, when you look her up, they show pictures of her sitting in a chair. She looks like this eyes of like. A seven or eight year old. Like, real creepy. Like, they have pictures of her sitting in, like, a children's chair.
0: That's kind of creepy. I don't know why they gotta do that life-size thing. Because they did that with Barbies, too. So it's not like they haven't done it in modern times. And it's just kind of weird. Yeah, You
1: know? The doll's owner claims that they found her uh, in the 1970s while exploring a deserted home in Wagga Wagga, Australia. Waka, waka. Waka,
0: waka. Waka, (laughs) waka. The Muppets. Oh,
1: I never watched The Muppets. Oh, that's (laughs) fuzzy, So Mm. the owner reported items moving in the house, uh, stuff marks on the floor. Uh, The owner's children complained of nightmares and waking up screaming, that Letta was talking and moving on its own. Uh, dogs reportedly turn aggressive whenever yeah. they're near the doll, and some people claim that they've even seen the doll move. Which, thanks. I hate yeah, it. thanks. <laughs> so, uh, owners attempted to sell <laughs> Letta, um, and they had actually like arranged a purchase. They put her in the vehicle, drove to the drop-off where they were like literally going to sell her. Um, but when they got there, they discovered that they were physically unable to remove the doll from the vehicle. So they put the doll in the vehicle, drove no. to the purchase location and attempted to sell her. But she, they physically could not remove her from the vehicle.
0: Like, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? It's just like it's cemented down or something. So
1: the sale actually didn't go through because they were unable to get the doll out of the vehicle. Um and Letta actually currently tours with the owner that found her, I believe, in the nineteen seventies. And you can take pictures with the doll on your lap. So they tour around the country and you can take pictures with her. So which if
0: crazy, yeah. There's
1: pictures online of people with her sitting on their lap, which is real creepy. Like, yeah, I don't think I to. Yeah, no, she's like one, one doll. Like her head is the size of a person's head. Like this doll is like very Ooh. creepy. Like,
0: I really want to be. Yeah, it just friend. looks like like a cartoon like <laughs>
1: witch out of a face carved from wood that's like smiling like it just oh
0: (laughs) a rexist smile yeah yeah oh thank you I'm good
1: (laughs) so I have
0: a a slight detour
1: um because I wanted to save my favorite for last so slight detour, we are going to talk about a haunted doll island in Mexico.
0: Oh, yes. I'm a little bit familiar. It just sounds disgusting. Yeah, so it's
1: been covered, um, I think there's only, what, I think it's the ghost hunters, um, and then BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, when they were doing their Supernatural episodes that have traveled to the island, um, because it's only, um,
0: I heard Ghost Adventures went yeah, there. Yes, mentioned. I don't know. I watched those concerts. I'm not, and I don't remember if they went there. Cause I did like those guys. They were a little bit kind of practical, like the more Scully of the Scully and Moulder, like the more skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> Where like it seems a lot of people watch Ghost Adventures, mm-hmm. but they like are like the guys kind of cheesy. I'm like, oh yeah.
1: So <laughs> this Haunted Doll Island is located in Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's filled with hundreds of dolls. So the island actually um, is made of chinampas, which it was actually invented by the Aztecs, which is kind of cool. So um, there, are, at this time, like a lot of the waters and everything were flooded. So it was really hard to farm. So the Aztecs invented these chinampas. So they're floating islands made from interwoven reeds with stakes that formed beneath the water's surface, creating underwater fences to keep dirt in place. And they were able to, like, keep adding dirt in these, like, fences. And then they were able to build these, like, little, like, 10 feet by 10 feet islands. So then they farmed on those islands. And then to get from each of these chanampas or islands from one to another, you had to be in, like, a boat. So this island is essentially... Made up of of dozens of these, um, left over from the Aztecs. There's, like, little bridges and everything. There's a lot more dirt now than there was, and this Mm -hmm. island is, like, accessible only by going down the river. Saquemolco, uh, which is south of the center of Mexico City. Sure. Um, and is very close to the Mm -hmm. Estadio Azteca football stadium, um, Mm -hmm. So it's actually one of the main attractions, of course, if you're traveling through these channels by boat. So dolls of various styles and colors um, are found throughout the island and were originally placed by the former owner of the island, Don Julian Santana Barrera. Uh, So Julian believed that the dolls helped... Uh, to chase away the spirit of a girl who had drowned near one of the Chinampas, um years ago so when this little girl had drowned which they've never proven that this little girl ever existed um, but he has actually said that when mm-hmm. he found the body of the little girl he apparently found a doll floating nearby and assumed that it belonged to the little girl and because he was kind of an outcast right. um, and was kind of living off the grid. He grew food, and pretty much people coming up and down the channel would just trade with him for food that he grew on these chanapas. So when he found the doll floating nearby, assuming it belonged to the girl, he hung it from a tree as a sign of respect for her death. And uh, when Julian died in 2001 of a heart attack, sources say he was actually found floating in water close to the same spot where he claimed that this little girl had drowned
0: you how yeah <laughs> that's so
1: nice. you're correct so in addition to the island being featured Ferti- yeah, or featured crazy. on ghost adventures and buzzfeed unsolved it's also featured in the amazon prime show lore is that where you've heard about it
0: uh probably i've definitely heard it on a few podcasts i oh, think okay. so far so mm-hmm. but like not not always Dive. so it's really interesting because i'm like i don't yeah get what it did- <laughs> other than yeah like girl died you yeah. know like, like when buzzfeed
1: unsolved but... went there they pretty much it was really creepy there was like a different types of dolls there too not net like teddy bears stuff like that that are left um people leave dolls and stuff yeah for um julian P- and the little girl um But right, I guess the island, um, if you watch the BuzzFeed (laughs) Unsolved episode, at least, um, it's one of their first episodes. They do it when they go to the Winchester house and um, they went to one other location as well. So it was like a 45 minute long episode, um, which they don't do anymore. Um, And they pretty much ended up fleeing from the island because there was so many spiders everywhere um There were a large, large spiders that they feared that they could end up being bit um, by these spiders. So they ended up leaving. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so, scary.
0: That yeah, so that's why them. they <laughs> ended up leaving.
1: They were originally planning to stay, I believe, overnight on the island. But they ended up leaving shortly, I think, after um, the sun went down because the spiders were really... Um, getting bad so they pretty much ran off the island and back to the boat yeah wow. so Holy in addition <laughs> to literally hundreds of dolls the island also contains a small museum um, that uh, Julian had made that were out of articles from local newspapers about the island um, and the previous owner um, there's a little store there and three rooms um, one of which was actually a small bedroom with like a bed roll, like just laying on the ground, which is apparently where Julian slept. Um, and in this room is the first doll that mm-hmm. Julian collected, as well as Augustinta, um, which was his favorite doll. So if you wa- do you watch the BuzzFeed and Unsolved episode, it shows you cool. um, which doll Um was the first one that he found, um, as well as which one was his favorite doll. So some of the visitors place offerings around this doll in exchange for miracles and blessings, and some others um, change their clothes and maintain it as a form of worship. So they are kind of treated as like a religious kind of,
0: like, Mm. kind of. Yeah. Like a shrine, shrine or something, almost.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: That's definitely just not somewhere I want a vacation, No, it's though. very
1: creepy. <laughs> like, given you're surrounded by hundreds of dolls, and then yeah. at night you're surrounded by thousands of spiders. Like, Ugh. yeah.
0: that Was that one your favorite one? No. Oh, that is, yeah. That's yeah. I like that I, one too. That's not my favorite what? one. Oh. So... No. Oh, that was really good, though. I'm enjoying it so far.
1: Yeah, I only have one case left, and it's slightly deeper dive because I just found it crazy. Um, um yeah,
0: I like crazy.
1: <laughs> so my last uh, haunted doll is actually one that. When I was looking up all these haunted dolls, when you look at and Google like haunted dolls and look at the lists that are supposed to list a bunch of them, they pretty yeah. list like the same six over and over and over. And only in yeah. one list did I find the one that I thought was the most interesting. Um, and that's the one that I chose to do kind of like a deeper dive on. Um, and that was because it was only listed on one list once, and it's actually wow. not a creepy doll. It's
0: actually rather cute, um, <laughs> and the story that's around a it. Was... for liking these um <laughs> creepy dolls. <laughs> no, this one's not creepy at all. Well, um,
1: like the, the story way around way. it is kind of sad, but it's actually not very like scary or anything for a doll. Okay. Yeah. So this doll is named Okiku. That's how I'm choosing print to pronounce it. Um I've definitely not heard of it. Cool. Yeah, I never had either. Um so Okiku was purchased in 1918. By a man for his two-year-old sister who is named Okiku. So Okiku, two-year-old the doll. Sister? Yeah. So I didn't really find much about like how old he was. Um, for him to be referenced to as a man buying a doll for his two-year-old <laughs> sister, but
0: he was—that's what I was you know, written. They were as. a man at six. Back yeah. In the
1: 1918 so the doll okiku is approximately 40 centimeters tall and is dressed in a cute little kimono and has raven black hair that's cut like sharply cut at shoulder length so cute little little like traditional yeah it's actually a traditional um hairstyle um for these dolls so okiku the girl loved the doll and apparently carried it with her everywhere and treated it as if it was her own little sister and she's the one that named it after herself as she saw them as mere duplicates. Yeah, so she had, like, the same hair and she thought the doll looked like her so she named the doll after her and, like, acted like the doll was her little sister. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She wanted a little sister. That's cute.
1: Yeah. So... In 1919, when Akiku um, was only three, one year after getting the doll, she died tragically of yellow fever.
0: How did I know you were yeah. going to say that? Yeah. Of course.
1: So, uh, while she lay gasping for air, she was reportedly clutching the doll. Um, at the time, the family um, actually wished to bury her with the doll. Um, because they have been so close, but because of the circumstances of yellow fever, um, which I found kind of strange. um, You think if she was like clutching it, and obviously if yellow fever was as contagious as it's made out to be, they probably would have wanted to bury it with her. But apparently at this time, for some reason, the, the government prevented the family from burying her with the doll. Oh, so, yeah. Odd. So Okiku, the girl, has now passed away, and instead of her being buried with her favorite doll, the doll was placed in a traditional family altar in their house to honor their daughter. So, oh, it was no. <laughs> yeah. So one day, um, it's not creepy. Like that's why I kind of liked this one. Because for all the stuff that goes really? on, this doll yeah. actually isn't bad. It doesn't hurt anybody. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just kind of strange. So right. one day when the fam- a family member was walking past the doll and looked at the altar for their daughter, uh, they noticed that the hair on the doll was growing. So one th- shoulder length and your <sighs> bob uh, straight at the bottom now hung past the waist of the doll and was in different textures and colors. So the it was a, yeah so it was around this time that the family actually started dreaming of their daughter. Um, and once a week apparently the doll would be at their side. So oh occurred, there was some lights flickering, banging sounds, um, strange voices heard around their daughter's birthday as well as the anniversary of her death. So wow. it was at this time um, that the family contacted shamans who concluded that their daughter's soul uh, was trapped in the doll. So because she had died clutching this doll, um, her soul was trapped in the doll. So the family right. did move houses in Um And at this time, they didn't want to take the doll with them um, as they believed that the soul trapped in the doll needed to stay close to her grave. Um, they thought if they took the doll with her, it would mean that their daughter's soul died. Um, so they asked that the that she stay close to her grave um, so that her soul could stay in this little doll, um, even if they weren't around. Yeah, so they gave the doll to a local temple. And in the time that the temple has had this doll, they have confirmed the following the hair does in fact grow as the family described and clippings were actually taken by the temple and sent away for scientific analysis and it was confirmed that the hair on the doll was in fact human hair
0: oh wow which is always That's a crazy. twist
1: so, the hair at this time, and remember, in 1918, this doll's hair was a bob at about shoulder length. So, yeah. at this time, the doll's hair has grown past its knees. This doll is 40 centimeters tall. So, it has grown quite long. They never so cut the it. The hair, they have cut it. So, this is in wow. between cuttings. Yeah. So, the hair has grown past the doll's knees. Knees. It is trimmed by a monk um, at the temple who had a dream that the little girl, Okiku, um, came to him asking him to cut her hair. So, he cuts the doll's hair for her. Um, But no one has
0: been able to explain why the doll's hair keeps growing. Yeah, no shit. Shouldn't be growing if it's not embedded into living flesh. Right.
1: Yeah. So... The doll has become more infamous and stronger as years pass. Um, There's now claims that her hair grows faster and wilder, um, and apparently that her mouth is slowly opening. Um, So (laughs) there's, yeah, there's now apparently kind of a belief that if you peer or if you dare to peep inside um, her mouth that you'll see little baby teeth growing from her little porcelain gums. Ew. which is creepy <laughs> but before is you creepy decide weird. to like make that think that this little doll is creepy if you actually google this little doll it is so cute in its little kimono and its hair is really long like
0: its hair is so it's probably long, beautiful and, hair too i'm sure it's like, like stringy black what? like straight hair Stringy black. Ew, no, that sounds like the ring. (laughs) I'll have to look at it. Yeah, it's a cute little doll. Like, yeah.
1: And that's the end of
0: that. Yeah. That is crazy. I I have never heard of that one.
1: Yeah, I had tried to find a bit more information, um, but this was pretty much comprised of all I really could find. Um yeah about I her.
0: But on any podcasts or anything. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think she's very well known. Um but like she lives at this temple still the the monks cut her hair. Um there was also <laughs> claims I didn't include it. There's also claims apparently that the doll has fingernails that grow. I don't really oh that God. was only one source that I ever saw the rest of it just talks about her hair
0: they're like but if he is th- drinking her green tea her hair is growing her nails are looking lustrous
1: <laughs> yeah but if you think about oh the God. fact that this doll's hair has like the family moved in 1938 and like the family said before that that the doll's hair was growing so at least since 1938, when she's been living in this temple, these monks have been cutting her hair and her hair has still grown from being shoulder length to past her knees, like in between cuttings. You know,
0: so for the, like this hair. They're kind of almost a little creepy or strange in their own right. The way that some mm-hmm. um, Buddhist monks, like in, in Nepal you know, they're very, like, very extreme ones. Like, they, like, stop eating a lot of things, and then they only eat certain things. Sometimes they like, kind of leading up to their death, so that their, like, bodies will be mummified easier. I feel like, I'm not telling it really okay. right, but it's, just, like, crazy dedication to what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And- yeah it's oh you're like what the heck like you're just getting your body ready and it's just a vessel and they're just treating it like that and they're just like almost starving themselves i don't know i i'd have to look it up more but it's definitely like Mm -hmm. that's extreme
1: (laughs) yeah but if you Anybody listening, do yourself a favor. Look up all the dolls I mentioned. If you want to look up at a super creepy one, look up Letta, and then finish it off by looking at a cute little doll that's like has a little flower in her hair and has a cute little kimono. Forever
0: growing hair.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like this doll's hair has grown from like her body proportions. Her head is maybe a fifth of what the rest of her body is so for the fact that she went from shoulder length like her hair has probably grown like she's 40 centimeters tall so her hair has probably grown 30 centimeters they've let it grow let alone all the time all the times that they've cut it in between that Um,
0: yeah be hard to grow out of a shortcut that's for sure seems like it takes forever. Yeah grow your but, hair. Out. Yeah, she's she's wow. very cute.
1: She's got a little a little golden shrine. She's got, like, gold all around her, flowers. Yeah. Aww. She's pretty cute for, like, a little doll that's over 100 years old. Most of them look pretty creepy, in my opinion. She's, like, she looks like she could be sold on a shelf today. Easily. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: she's in fantastic condition. I wonder if that lack of creepiness factor is why she isn't maybe as well known as say Robert the doll or someone that might look a little creepier or they could make, you know, a creepy movie about and make it seem a little more sinister than it is because they'd be like, Oh, look at it. (laughs) Yeah. See like everything. This one, they're like her hair grew.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like when you look her up, um everything pretty much says that she like puts like other haunted dolls to shame like and that she's the creepiest but she's not like like annabelle where people woke up and found blood on her dress like right. other than p- them having dreams and stuff of her her
0: family and lights light if green. he had to own a haunted doll. It would be her, right? Like, that would be oh, your yeah. pick because Hands lesser down. of all. Dolls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, agreed. Me too. Yeah, Absolutely she's discovered. really cute. <laughs> yeah. Not likely to oh. harm yourself or others. <laughs> no. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because you're cursed. yeah you've been cursed you broke the mirror you got that haunted painting by the way my mom just like always yeah she'll go to auctions and things and then totally the type of person to have like a random person's portrait in her house you're just like do you know that person in the black and white no no (laughs) you shouldn't do that kid no totally It's like yeah. antiquing. <laughs> but I don't, I've, I've never had any personal paranormal activities, so I can't really say shit. And in some ways, I'm glad for that.
1: <laughs> My parents, um, one of their first houses that they owned, um, had a problem with the lights in the garage. Um, and every time they left the garage, as most people do, they turned the lights out um yeah but no matter what anytime you would go into the garage the lights were on again um even if they had turned them off when they left oh
0: really yeah i don't know sometimes i'm like because mine will come on sort of automatically so then i'll come out and they look like they've been on and you're like well did you just turn on it or have you been on this whole time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I I will be
1: posting a picture of each of the dolls for sure on the website. Um, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to follow along, we are posting the episodes on our website. And it's kind of a blog format. So you can follow along. Um, and we have some pictures. We're trying. I'm trying um, not to do too many pictures. Um, I know some things have like dozens and dozens of pictures per episode. Sure. Um,
0: yeah. You could look but, them up further if you want to, but it's good to have just the reference if someone's like talking about a person or how they look because it's nice to be able to be like, okay, here's a picture yeah. where they...
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so we're gonna post like at least a couple pictures like for each of our cases each week but it's not going to be like a whole huge slideshow thing of pictures so
0: no I'm yeah, sure there are I, pictures available online of everything
1: yeah uh, but I will post at least more a picture of each of the dolls so that you guys can look at them as I tell you how uh, creepy and or adorable I thought they were
0: uh, yes, and you can Google us. I'm not sure exactly if it still's got the castles maybe.com but definitely uh, it's still squarespace,
1: Encrypted. but when you google castles yeah. encrypteds now it shows up it it until Yay! today it didn't show up when you googled us. So I think it's because I attempted to Google us about 20 times a day every day for two weeks straight. So I'm pretty sure I (laughs) single-handedly messed up Google's algorithm.
0: And then it's like, wow, this website's in high demand. Oh, yeah. And on that note, our Patreon is also upcoming, coming soon to a Patreon near you. I do have uh, posted just seeing, like, yeah, what people want to see for content uh, for their Patreon. Like, I kind of got some ideas because some of the Patreons that I subscribe to, you know, and what I kind of like to see or hear, but we definitely like to hear uh, feedback. Yeah. Extra content. Yeah. Definitely going to be some bonus episodes and some things like that. So stay tuned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... Perfect. Oh, that was really good. I like your cases. Thanks. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you, you have to if you're going to look up any of them. Well, you said you hadn't heard of Letta either.
0: No, not at no. all. It's just I'm L.E.T.T.A. The doll, the doll. Um, There's really the only two main ones I know. Robert the doll, Peggy the doll. Which both um, I think we're covered extensively, on and that's why we drink. And I just love a good deep deep dive on something. You know, if there's enough that there, you know, you can Ooh, be like, oh, okay, is creepy. Oh yeah, well, yeah. What? Peggy, should, Peggy looks creepy. Like what? If she wasn't on the regular list of the top no. six or what you kept seeing. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh, I recommend them sometimes for, like, the deep dives on the paranormal and stuff. The Winchester House that you mentioned earlier was one that M covered in their first episode. Then they were, like, I think they were at, like, episode 200 or something, and they were, like, kind of wanted to go back and recover some of them where they were, like, we didn't know how to um, research maybe as well back then. And then they, like, redid Winchester House. And I was like, wow, like, sometimes I'm just impressed the amount of content and information someone can get out of one case, like one deep dive where you're like, whoa, you know, like, I I, I definitely prefer that oftentimes to like, maybe a 30 minute kind of shallow dive where you just get the bare bones. You know what I mean? Like, you know about it, but then maybe you have to like listen to five things or read five articles before you get some new source of information, where if you get one big deep dive on it, you're going to get all of that. Oh, like when we get to the hotel episode, I did a case that I really wasn't familiar with, but there was quite a few different actual sources on it. When I did look it up, like there was podcasts, you know, some articles, there's obviously usually like a Wikipedia, which I try not to rely too much on, but it was kind of like, Holy shit! Okay, I don't really know this one, but there's actually, you know, different uh, uh, opposing views and stuff, and it can almost get confusing because then it was like, like the timeline was getting a little convoluted. I had to actually go back. I'm like Wikipedia. At least you have a timeline.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mine. That's gonna be. Mine is like so weird.
0: I like. That's our next one, right? That's our next is our Hotels from Hell episode, right? Yeah, that's gonna be good. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, like, none of Peggy the Doll
0: did not show up. I don't think on anything I looked up. I think I heard it on That's Why We Drink. I think. Yeah,
1: like, this says she's in the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in Las Vegas that we were
0: planning on going to. We would have gotten Um, to see her, too.
1: Definitely. um,
0: Christine from, and that's why we drink, watches Ghost Adventures. She'll always talk about Zach Bagans, and, like, it's funny, because I think she talks about for a while, like, he, like, blocked her, because she was, like, messaging him too much or something. I don't know. Sometimes there's shit that's funny. Like, it's funny, like, the one host, M got, like, verified on Instagram, like, without almost even trying, like, way before the other host, and so it kind of became, like, you know um the comic like a gag oh yeah <laughs> and she was like um christine was like blocked by zach baggins or something at one point <laughs> or they'll call him like zach Bagelbite. i don't know <laughs> it's funny i just i don't like talking about it and they call him like kind of corny so i don't really always want to watch it where i like like ghost hunters we've watched a lot of seasons of and they're like the two main guys there are like they're like plumbers during the day they're very much like kind of um, not necessarily totally skeptical but you know what I mean like they're there to debunk stuff as well if they yeah. can right so yeah it's an interesting perspective that's for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah that was I- awesome
1: Haunted- I was so upset, Ooh. though, that I couldn't find one. Like, yeah. Because I wanted to do my entire thing about, like, haunted, like, ventriloquist dolls. Because I thought that would be, like, the creepiest Ooh. thing ever. And then I couldn't find a single right. one. Wow. Um, and then when That's I was trying to Google stuff, when I was trying to Google, like, haunted mm-hmm. dolls, a lot of it was just, like, Etsy on how to make your own haunted doll. And then Amazon and eBay on haunted dolls that are just dolls people buy from, like, Value Village and put on the internet as
0: haunted. Totally. So I was like, A buddy from, oh, he was reading some of the descriptions. It was like, super haunted, blah, blah, blah. It's like where people are trying to, like, talk things up and you can tell. You're like, okay, buy this. It haunted me. It haunted my daughter. Yeah, we felt so strange around it. it's all cap. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode three. You curse, yeah. Curse. But you won't we, be now. I promise. We have cleansed <laughs> you of this episode. Sage. Sage blessing to you via the internet. When in doubt, Sage it out. Sage it out. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We're very pure of spirit, but we want you to join us next time to continue the blessings. And next time we'll be so talking about creepy uh we hotel about? crimes. So true crime
1: next week.
0: Hotels oh, like yeah. hotels. Yeah. I'm excited. There's some shit that goes down in hotels. And we're not just gonna cover like the yeah, what everyone's talking about right now, like no. Hotel. Um, no I
1: think if we do cover Cecil Hotel or anything, it's gonna be not just Elisa Lamb, because in my opinion, her case is no, is solved, and unfortunately, it's just sad. I don't think there's a lot of like mystery to it. Um, and other than like, uh, a- that one was a fucked
0: yeah, I like it. Like, it, I, I agree, it's fucked up and it's good to be covered, but I know that there's obviously a six part mini series like out on netflix so there is a lot going on with that hotel and i'm sure we couldn't even cover it in a one-parter so i think we'll we'll we're gonna avoid that one for right now but we're that means we're gonna get some really obscure really fucked up ones you probably haven't heard um, before
1: (laughs) i think i had to go to page
0: like 18
1: or 19 of google uh enough hotel crimes or hotel murders, I think I looked up, to find anything that wasn't about the Cecil Hotel.
0: Yeah, that was going to be harder to find. Yeah, and, and that's why I appreciate when you get a story where you're like, maybe you're watching a show or you're listening to something, you're like, I have not heard of this. And you're kind of like, yeah. whoa,
2: yeah, leave that for
0: another day,
1: I next guess. <laughs> haunted or mysterious hotel crimes.
0: Mine's Yeah, probably one you've not seen on Netflix. At least mine I had not heard Uh, of, but I love it. It's interesting.
1: uh, It's kind of confusing. There's a lot of like discrepancies in the reporting and names of people and stuff, but the information that I could track down Mm -hmm. is pretty consistent um, from one topic to the other. So, yeah, I think it's really good. It has... Pretty much a huh? little bit of pretty much anything you
0: could hope in a true crime story, it has. So it, yeah. Oh shit. yeah, that's gonna be a good episode then, because mine is. Yeah, I found it really you intriguing could probably as well. Work into pretty much like
1: like eight other like topics, like you could have picked this case. Like there's so
0: much going on. Okay, it's good we're doing this like on a day where we yeah. have a whole night. That's gonna be awesome. All right, all right. Well, join us next time on castles and cryptids. The yeah, we castles will are it. fucking haunted. <laughs> We will get to them when we will get to the cryptids. In fact, we're thinking I had a Patreon idea and it's out there in the tiers. You know, choose your own cryptid. It's kind of a fan picker. If you're going to do a certain tier, you can pick what the episode you want to hear about. You know, theme is going to be. So I think that's going to be fun too. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. But there's definitely going to be lots of cool stuff to come. So catch us next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, bye bye.